0: Welcome to our special online message. We're so glad that you've decided to join us today. We're broadcasting this message from my home with a number of our ministry leaders joining us today, really to express our faith together and believing that God is going to get us through this time. So much has changed in our culture and it seems like it's happened so quickly. Many of us are left just feeling uneasy, kind of feeling overwhelmed because our normal way of life has been interrupted because of this virus. and our new normal, it just—it seems to be changing day by day. Depending on which time you get in the new cycle, it seems like everything is changing. And even though, even though today we cannot have physical services in our church environment, even though that environment has been, quote, canceled, Today I'm here to tell you that God has not been canceled. His love has not been canceled. Our faith has not been canceled. And listen, our faith in Jesus is alive and well. Amen, everybody? lot And so I want to encourage you to stay connected to your church family in this season. It, it looks as though we may be here for a number of weeks feeling a little uncertain on which, which Sunday will we be able to gather back together to worship. but here's the deal: Regardless of that, the church has long been about the people and never about the building. Yeah. We said from the very beginning of One Hope that God has called us to be a movement of people, and we're not concerned about where we meet. We're just going to meet together. We're not going to neglect doing it to express our faith and our devotion to Jesus. And so today, what I want to do is take some time to really outline our response in these times. Though we're practicing social distancing as you're hearing everywhere, I believe that God isn't distant. I believe that His Spirit is with us, and He is with us even here right now. Wherever you're listening to this message, wherever you're watching this message, maybe you're on the road right now, maybe you're sitting with your family, God isn't far from you. He is right there with you in your circumstance. And so just last week, we kicked off a series really focused on what we're going through a series that we simply titled Good News. And the reason we started the series is because the world is filled with bad news. And it didn't take long for the local news station to catch on to the virus and all the things that are happening around us. Man, everywhere you look, it just seems like there's bad news. Seems like you can find something to be depressed about at every single turn. With so much bad news, I think we could all use some good news. And the great thing, the great thing about being a follower of Jesus Christ is that the very first thing Jesus did when he showed up on the scene is he looked at all the people who were depressed, the people who were down, the people who were sick, the people who were hurting, and instead of walking away from them, instead of stepping back, the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 9 and 35, the notes are right there for you to download online if you'd like to follow along in detail. But here's what Jesus said. He said, Jesus traveled through all the towns in the villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues, and he was announcing the good news about the kingdom. What's the good news? Well, the good news is that there's forgiveness of sins. There's healing of sickness. Those were the most important things he wanted everyone to know. First thing he walked in and said, hey, listen, I want you to know that you can be forgiven, but you can also find healing. We call them the twin victories of the cross. Forgiveness and healing. And so we have a choice in this season, as Jesus came and announced the good news, we have a choice to determine our response. Most often, you hear people talking about one of two responses when it comes to bad news. And the first is we kind of start fighting the bad news, or we tend to run the other way and pretend it didn't happen. It's commonly known as fight or flight. You're either going to fight and you're going to engage in the battle or you're going to withdraw and pretend it never happened. And can I tell you, you can't pretend that there isn't sickness in our world right now. You can't pretend it's real, it's in front of us. And I would say to you today that to fight is a faith response and flight is a fear response. When you're just like saying, I've got to get away and I've got to hide and I, I don't know who I can talk to or where I can go. Can I tell you, that's not the response that God wants us to have. He wants us to be filled with faith. Now, this is unfortunate, but it's true. And that is what we're facing in our society. Other Christian leaders have had to face it before us. And what that means is we can look back and we can find a template. We can find verses. We can see where other men and women of God, they trusted God and he showed up on their behalf. I love this passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 5. The Apostle Paul said, when we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction with battles on the outside and fear on the inside. When I read that verse, the beginning of this week, it just, it jumped off the page to me that this is where we're living right now. No rest, conflict, wondering where to go, what to do. They're battling this, we're battling that. And then ultimately it has put us all in a state of fear listen fear is not where god has called us to live amen everybody amen. he has called us to push back against fear he's given us the power to believe that we can stand against anything and make it through the other side amen. Amen. psalm 112 says that the righteous will never be shaken and they will have no fear of bad news because they are steadfast trusting in the lord amen. but but here's what happens the fear starts to creep in And it creates a cycle. I want to help you to see this is the cycle that we're all facing. The cycle begins with fear and pain. You might want to write it down. Some sort of fear, some sort of pain. Sometimes the pain comes first, then the fear afterwards. Sometimes the pain's not even in your life right now. You're not even feeling any of the effects of COVID-19 right now. You're not feeling any of the effects of coronavirus. And yet there is fear on the inside. And so sickness is always going to happen. I, I hate to tell you bad news. But sickness is going to happen. Uh, I mean, accidents are going to happen. Divorces are going to happen. Downsizing is going to happen. Death happens. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most challenging things for us to realize that 100 out of 100 people will die. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. So the question is, how are you going to respond when fear and pain shows up? Well, here's what most people do. They go to what I call, uh, second point, avoid and escape. That's just how can I avoid that fear and pain again, and how can I escape it? And so in their trying to avoid and escape, they turn to all sorts of things because they're trying to suppress the emotion. We typically find our society right now buying just, uh, you know, instead of buying water, we're buying alcohol. Instead of trying to figure out how we're going to make sure that every, the kids are safe, we're looking for ways to escape. And we have, we're like professionals at this in our society right now. Avoid and escape. We're turning to drugs, alcohol, pornography, work, food, hobbies, but none of these actually deal with our fear and pain. And so we end up at the step three, we end up empty and alone. Yeah. See, listen, the goal of the enemy right now in your life is to, to see this fear and this situation, the, the possibility of pain, and you to step back and be so afraid you start avoiding it, start, start trying to escape, running away from the very people that could help you in this situation. And so then now you're empty and lonely. Discouragement starts to set in. This is where it starts to spiral. And we start finding ourselves in just extreme fear of things that we never thought we'd be afraid of. We're angry at people that we were not angry with yesterday. We're angry when we show up in the store. We're angry on the job. We're we're finding ourselves turning that anger even on ourselves. And we start experiencing depression. Here's what I want to say to you. Instead of doing all those things, how about we fight? We fight. How about we push back against that idea? How about we say, no, 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 I'm not going to fall into this cycle. The last thing we do is what I call just repeat and recycle. We just repeat the same thoughts in our head, the same avoiding and escaping, the same emptiness, the same loneliness, and next thing you know, we're living in this cycle, and here we are just in the second week of trying to deal with this in our nation. I just need you to hear this from my heart to yours. I have been praying for you every single day. It, there, there's not 30 minutes that goes by that there's not a text message. There's not an email. There's not a call from a pastor, a leader, a, a member of our church, people who aren't even in our church family that are saying, what are we going to do? And can I tell you what we're going to do is we're going to stand. We're going to stand and we're going to make it through. We're not going to subject ourselves to this spirit of fear. We're going to walk in the amazing grace that God has given us. I'm not going to live what I call the flight cycle, all right? I'm not living that cycle. No, no, I'm pushing back and going the other way. Jesus said this, John chapter 16 and 33. I have told you these things, these things telling you what was going to happen. Jesus predicted that there were going to be lots of challenges in our lives. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. Take heart. I have overcome the world. Listen, there is nothing in this world that you can't make it through when God is on your side. And so I need you to make a decision right now, wherever you are, to reject the flight cycle and choose that you're going to become a, a, you're going to choose to become a person who lives in a faith cycle that every day I'm going to stir my faith. Every day I'm going to stir my faith. Every day I'm going to get around the small group of people who love Jesus and are walking through this with me and know that we're going to make it through the other side together. One of my my favorite stories in the Old Testament is the story of God's people being delivered out of many years of slavery. And after being delivered of nearly 430 years of slavery, they come close to the promise like God had given them, this promised land. And unfortunately, uh, there, there were some who had some fear regarding whether they could actually get all that God promised them. There's the famous part of the story where Moses calls and says, you know, I'm going to call these 12 spies and I'm going to send them into the land. And while they're there, they're going to they're tell us what we might face and what giants, what challenges, but you know, they're going to, they're going to spy out the land because God has given us this land. And I would say to you today that God has already given us this land too. He has given us the city of New Orleans and the surrounding areas. He has given us, this is ours. But unfortunately, they sent 12 spies in. And if you're familiar with the story, if have ever read it in the book of Numbers, they came back and, and they were afraid. They started talking about some of the good things that they might find there, but then they let their fear start to overwhelm them. We pick up the story. Numbers chapter 13 and verse 30 says, "Then, then Caleb, Caleb was one of the ones who was, he was responding in faith when they were responding in flight. Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land. We should fight for what's good right now. We should stand for the amazing grace of God. And he says, he said, you know what, we can do it. We can do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. And I saw those two words again. I just thought, how many bad reports have we heard in the last few days? Man, the bad reports, it's just, it's, uh, it's too much. It's too much. The bad reports were spread throughout the land. They said, here's what the the 10 who were falling into fear, here's what they said. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. And we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to them. They began to see themselves as people of fear rather than people of God. And listen, this is our finest hour. See, this is when the church is needed more than ever. Listen, this is when the people on your block, the people in your home, the people around you are desperate for someone to raise their voice and say, no, 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 I'm not living that way. We believe in a God who saves. That's what Caleb did, by the way. Caleb jumps up, and he, the Bible tells us in chapter 14, verse 24, it says, you know, my servant Caleb has a different spirit about him and follows me wholeheartedly, so I'm going to bring him into the land. Mm-hmm. Do you know that Caleb was 80 years old at this time? Mm-hmm. I mean, no pun intended, no, no joke intended, but in our current context, he's the person who's most at risk. Yes. And, and Caleb, rather than saying, I'm too old, it's too dangerous, it's too much, no, no, he said, you know what? We can do this. Yes. And so here's what I want you to know, that whether it takes a week, whether it takes two weeks, whether it takes three months, regardless of how long it takes us to beat this virus and to come back together and and to join together on Sundays as a church family, regardless how long it takes, it doesn't matter to me. We will make it through the other side. Amen, everybody? We are going to make it through the other side. Our history has always faced challenges. In our history, there's always been challenges. There will always be challenges. That's why God, has called us to be a part of his family. We have an opportunity right now through our small groups and through serving, through just simply loving your neighbor. We have an opportunity to change the culture around us right now, to reach people like never before. In order to do this, I want to give you three practical things very very quickly. I don't want to just inspire you. I want to I want to give you some practical things to do that will help you through this time. Number one, I want to encourage you to pick your fight. See, you have a choice. Here's the question. Are you in a fight with God or are you fighting alongside God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so many of us, were unsure of our relationship with God. And I want to tell you, you don't want to pick a fight with God. Right. And so now is the time to humble yourself. I know you say, Pastor, that's strong. Now's the time to go all out for Jesus. Right. Now's the time to make sure that you've drawn a line in the sand. Say, you know what? I am a child of the Most High God. I'm following Jesus. I, I know I don't have it all worked out yet. I'm not perfect. I still got issues. Praise God that He still loves people with issues. But here's the deal. You have to make a choice. And I, listen, I need you to understand that there's a specific thing that God has called you to do. Do you know that you have a specific calling, a specific gifting from God where you can make a difference right now? See, God has called us all to play a specific role in this battle we're in. Moses was called uh, by God to defeat Pharaoh. David was called by God to kill Goliath. Joshua was called by God to take the people into the promised land. The apostle Paul was called by God to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. We are called to defeat this virus. We're called to push through the other side. And so we will do it. We will do it together. The Apostle Paul, again, here's what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 8. He says, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Mm-hmm. We're perplexed. Like sometimes I listen to what the latest doctor said and I go, oh, what did you just say? I don't know what you just said. I'm perplexed, but I'm not in despair. Yeah. Listen, we're persecuted but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. He said, we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Yeah. It means that listen, we understand what it was like to be far from God. And so now we've picked the battle. We're on God's side. and We're going to do all that we can, all that we can to love and care for the people around us. Yeah. Amen. Here's the second thing I want to encourage you to do. I want to encourage you to prepare for the battle that's ahead of us. Listen, this isn't a one-moment battle, a one-day battle. This is a season. And when you picked God's side and you chose to follow Him, you are going to face battles. We have to prepare better than we have prepared in the past. The best way to prepare is to begin with worship. Mm-hmm. I love this recent song that came out where they say, This is how I fight my battles. Mm-hmm. What are they talking about? They're talking about worship because worship is the way that we make sure that we're standing with God. And I want to encourage you right now, no matter where you are, that as soon as this message ends, you turn on some worship music. I want to encourage you in your car, at home with your family. I mean, turn on some worship and just lift your hands before God. I want you to bow, whatever you feel comfortable doing. Here's the deal. You have to come before God and invite him into your situation. I I love that that our president has declared this Sunday a national day of prayer because what he is saying is, listen, we can do all of our practical things, and those things are important. We should prepare and be practical, but we still need to pray. We need God on our side. And so I want to encourage you to start with worship. I want to encourage you to start praying. I want you to carve out some special times where you're just going to stop in the car. You're going to stop at the stop sign a little longer and say, oh, God would you protect our family? Yes. Would you protect our church family? Yes. Would you protect our city? Would you give our leaders in our, in our city, our state, and our nation wisdom on what to do next? Yes. And in that, you're preparing your heart every morning to make sure that you're going to live in faith rather than fear. Yes. You're going to prepare yourself every morning. Come on, turn on the worship. Talk to God. Read your word. What are you doing? You're preparing your heart for the onslaught of negativity that's around us so that you can stand up in the middle of it and say, no, 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 there's a better way than this. The Apostle Paul, again, Ephesians chapter 6, says, finally... Finally, after all that he had gone through, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. He said, listen, listen, there is a physical sickness we're dealing with, but everything that we're dealing with starts with a spiritual issue. And we need to make sure that as people of faith, we're dealing with not only our spiritual issue, but we're carrying faith to every person who's going through this situation. We're carrying faith. So I want to encourage you to, to start worshiping to prepare. I want to encourage you to, to start reading the Bible and praying during the season. Find some verses that say, God, God, you said that this is what I could count on. But I also want to encourage you to find a friend to fight alongside you. It's great that God is on our side, but God has also given us men, the men and women around us to serve with and to love and to care. I think about my small group and I think about how we're gonna be hosting a watch party this week where we're gonna, we're gonna sit back and watch the message together. And I'm gonna find anybody who calls and says they're discouraged and say, hey, will you meet me? And we're gonna take just a few minutes to watch the message together. Why? Because we're gonna keep pushing our faith into every single context. I wanna encourage you, to find a friend, find a small group at onehopechurch.com slash connect. You can find nearly 50 different opportunities at all different times, and they're all small groups. They're all just a few people who will be practicing, you know, that social distancing. They'll be practicing that, okay? But here's the deal. They'll also be practicing their spiritual life in that moment, and they'll be talking about their faith and their relationship with God. I want you to find a friend. Titus uh, did this for the Apostle Paul. 2 Corinthians 7 says, But God, who encourages those who are discouraged, encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. Mm-hmm. Paul said that, that Titus just came along, and when we were down, he helped us to get up. That's right. And so I'm challenging you. If you are doing well and you're full of faith, you need to find somebody, text them, call them, go to your neighbors, do all that you can to win your block, and just say, you know what? If you need something, make me the first call. If you need something, make me the first call. Here's the third thing I want to encourage you to do before we close together. I want to encourage you to persevere because God is fighting for you. I want you to decide in your heart and in your mind that you're going to persevere through this time, recognizing that God is fighting for you now. One of the battles that Joshua went into in the Old Testament, they had lost because they had made a mistake they had done the wrong thing and they lost the battle. And when they were going into the next battle, they had some fear about whether or not it was going to work out for them. And as they were preparing for the battle, God told Joshua, listen, if you will go all out, I will fight alongside you. And in Joshua chapter 10, it tells us that God fought on his side, literally, literally just raining hailstone on their enemies to just overwhelm them so that they could defeat them in battle. And it was just simply, simply God saying, you know what? One day you're going to be reminded when it wasn't going well that you couldn't do it on your own. Right. But because we trusted in God, he's fighting for us. God is in this with you. Amen, everybody? Amen. You aren't alone. God is with you. And we as a church, one hope, we're standing with you. You're going to make it through the other side. And listen, if you have any kind of need or help, uh, you need help during this time, if there's maybe maybe some uncertainty about your job or finances or kids or, or, or your health, if there's something that we can do as a church, we've set up an, a special email address just for you. Just help at onehopechurch.com. Just help at onehopechurch.com. We'll be checking it hourly. And if, there, if there's any need that you have, we're going to do all that we can as a church family to, to surround you with favor, with grace, and to be there for you. We'll call, we'll pray, we'll send help. Whatever the need may be, we're going to do all that we can as a church family to make sure that we get through this together because God is fighting for us. Regardless of what you may need or what you may be going through, I believe that this is our finest hour, that when the world is hurting the most, maybe you're there right now, you're feeling overwhelmed right now, I need you to hear this from your pastor that you can make it through. You can. Pick the side of Jesus, prepare for the battle, and decide that you're going to persevere to the end. And I guarantee, I guarantee that God will show himself great on your behalf. This is our time, church, to talk about our hope and to share the love of Jesus. As I close, Psalm 91 and 9 says this, If you say, the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling no harm will overtake you no disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways as we close would you bow with me if you're in the car maybe stop pull over to the side if you've got a lot going on around you, just stop and bow your head right where you are because here's the most important thing. You can't respond in faith on your own. You're gonna need God's grace in order to make it through the season. So today, if you're far from God for any reason, maybe you're like me, you grew up hearing about faith. Maybe you were, even prayed prayers when you were younger, but today you know right where you are that you're far from God. This is your chance to pick the Savior of all saviors and to allow Jesus to invite him into your life. That's you. You're just one prayer away from being closer to him than you ever thought you would be. If you'd like to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, if you'd like to find this hope and faith, all you have to do is invite him into your life right now. I want to lead you in a prayer. If that's you, would you just whisper these words right after me? Say, Lord Jesus, I'm giving you my life. And I'm asking you to be my Lord and my Savior. God, would you forgive me for trying to live this life on my own? And would you give me the power to follow you all the days of my life? In Jesus' name. Take just a moment longer. I want to pray over you right where you are. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have given me grace. You have given us all grace to make it through this season. And today, we respond in faith. We invite you into our lives. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would guide us, that you would protect us, that you would keep us from sickness and from harm. But God, we know that regardless of what we face, You will help us through it all. God, I pray that you would bless every person listening today, that you would grace them in this season to be strong and to share their faith and to serve our community together. I bless every person here today, and I thank you for them. In Jesus' name, we all said amen. 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 Remember uh, to stay tuned with us daily for updates via text, email, social media. We'll be doing all that we can to keep you uh, really apprised of what we're doing as a church and trying to serve and care for others. Remember that if you need help, email help at onehopechurch.com. And if you'd like to give to support those who are going through hard times, I want to tell you that all of our giving platforms are available right now. You can give online. You can text to give. Everything you give will be used to make a difference beginning right here in the city of New Orleans. Thank you for your faithfulness in being a part of what God is doing here. And we're praying that God would bless you and your family with help and with hope in Jesus' name.